On Sex Positive Me, we explore all aspects of sex and relationships, ranging from fetishes and BDSM to ethical non-monogamy and LGBTQ issues. Sex Positive Me destigmatizes sexual practices and relationships while reconciling reality with myth and misconceptions. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and be advocates of sexual freedom. And now here's your hosts, Angelique and John Luna. Hey everybody, it is October, National Kink Month, and my Ooh. birthday month, yay! And give kudos to my psychic host, partner in crime, husband, Disney extraordinaire, psychic, Gen Z Luna. You said psychic twice. Yes, I know, I know, but... I know, it seems like you're stressing no, psychic. No, 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 there's psychic and then Disney psychic. <laughs> Oh, there, oh, okay. there is a difference yes. there, you know, kind of, kind of deal. Because you did a fabulous job spoiling me with Disney stuff on my well, birthday. It's not like we can go out. I know. I mean, normally we're very social people. We go out. We do clubs. We 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 do resorts. Either that or we're doing conferences. And we live on Zoom. <laughs> Every day we're on Zoom. And I know I only turned forty-five once, so I, I'm definitely that, you know trying to work that forty-five curse out. So let, let, let's see if it, it's off to a good beginning. So, well, the plan is COVID's done and next birthday's in, in Paris. We think. Yes, we'll do an Instagram uh, story in regards to Angelique's fifteen-year curse. So, but we like to welcome our guest today, Ms. Heather C. Montgomery, founder and CEO of the Sex Positive Social Platform, Please Me, created the entertaining and informative site as a mean to open to the conversation to healthy sex, sexuality, and especially for women. And I was like, yay, welcome, Heather. Welcome. Oh, thank you guys. It's such an honor to be here with you. And I was just um, thinking, Angelique, we're the same age. I'm a little older than you, I'm going to admit. <laughs> One year I turned, I just left 45 and entered 46. So enjoy 45. It was a super fun year. I have to say 40s has been a fun year period. It's yeah. just, you've learned so much from your 20s and your 30s. Mm -hmm. That 40s is the beginning of the fuck it. I'm going to do whatever it is to be happy and pleasurable. And I think that's leading into how the concept of Please Me was born. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was right about 40 when um, I started taking the dream that I had seriously, which you know, I was probably about the most sexually repressed person that um, I know at the age of 36, right? You know, had two marriages fail and maybe five orgasms in 10 years, you oh know? My. And I, yeah. And I was like, I mean, I enjoyed sex. Don't get me wrong. Sex was still enjoyable and it was nice to have that connection. And we had sex every night, which is even more shocking that that orgasm count was so low. But because of, um, lack of education, I'm going to say, growing up, and maybe some stigma from religious upbringings around masturbation. I just never really learned what made me feel good and or how to communicate that to my partner. So I don't blame them. I actually take the accountability. And that's when I said, you know, if something's going to change, it's got to be me, you know, because I, that get empowered me to make a decision to to learn and to, and to grow. So, um, at any rate, I'm sorry, we're at home with the kids and, you know, we're still, <laughs> uh, COVID-19 here. So we have a little background noise, but yeah, I was able to embrace, um, even just getting started with masturbation and buying a sex toy. It wasn't exactly the most comfortable experience. And I think that night I came home with a big blue dildo and went to bed and thought there has to be a better way to learn you know, to have access to tools and to ask questions. And so I started looking for that online and it wasn't there. And I thought, you know, I really would like a little anonymity while I explore mm -hmm. because I didn't always feel comfortable asking a friend, you know, or even my partner. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. So yeah, that, that's what happened. I was like, it's time. It's time to focus on my pleasure figure out what's going to make me feel good. You know, I think I had read 50 shades of gray and I was like, mm, that's exciting, but how do you get started? And so there was a lot, there was a lot there, but 40, you were right. It was like, fuck it. I'm not getting any younger, you know, like what do I think it's going to be if I don't change anything? I'm going to just keep getting unsatisfactory sex. And that didn't seem like the life I wanted. Yeah. 
there, there seems to be this big gap with a lot of people between their current sex life and then they see like this extravagant porn-like sex life and the in-between is this complete gray area and there's so little on it because the media will push sex in their move in movies in 50 shades in all this but it's always the extreme it's yeah. always the way out there that it's like a dream that most people go no one actually does this mm -hmm. and there's nothing in the middle that says you know there is a path and you can go as far as or not as far as you want well always remember like even growing up watching soap operas you know the days of our lives one life to live you just see them in this impassionate embrace kiss and next mm -hmm. thing you know, seeing they're in the bed and you don't see anything in between. Nothing it's like, between. how did that all happen? Exactly. Young and the Restless, that was one of the ones. <laughs> yep. My mom had Days of Our Lives and days I watched that way lives. too much on days oh, yeah. when I was homesick from school. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's so true. I think, I think that's another part of um, sexuality. The lack of communication education leaves us dependent upon that media right and if if it isn't the soap operas or the porns or even the rated r movies then it's the music videos right and none of it is really i don't know focusing on real life right no. it's no. all sensationalized and look at me with the 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 bottles of crystal and the naked women and that you know like it's just not not real life so i think people end up having a slightly skewed um, perception of themselves. I'm boring. My life doesn't have anything like that. Maybe I'm just the only one out here living this sex life that doesn't live up to my dreams. But I think there's quite a few people um, that if they were to be really honest would say, yeah, I'd like to learn some new tricks. I'd like to share some of my fantasies. Um, I'd like to just talk about what makes me feel good, right? And ask you, what, that's another thing I think for me, it's like, I want the man to also tell me, am I doing a good job with oral? Like, do you want it faster? Do you want it slower? Do you want it harder? Do you want it more frequently? I mean, what, do you want a finger up your butthole? I mean, I, I don't know, like I would like some feedback and I feel a lot of the times too, even though men have had more freedom with their sexuality, I think they get a little nervous giving direction, you know, like even sharing what they want and um and so that's been really liberating is learning how to bridge that communication cap gap and not feel so weird doing it right or so insecure doing it i definitely think there's there's a huge misconception and this is i'm just going to speak for the u.s here that your sexual activity and preferences has something to do with the type of person you are which yes. breeds this type of oh my god you're into that therefore you're a bad person bullshit exactly which so many people base their lives on. Mm -hmm. And or you're worried about what people think. And if you really knew how little the time they spent thinking about you, you, you wouldn't care. Like you have this perception that everybody's sitting around going, oh my God, Heather did this, or Heather did that. And really they're like, um, I was thinking about the colors of the shoes I wanted to buy tomorrow. Like, you know, they just, <laughs> they're not. We make this whole thing up in our mind about, how how judged we are or what people are going to think and they just a lot of the times don't even think about us but we're caught up in that to your point worrying about the perception also well yeah we are definitely too worried about how we look what are we doing and again what media breeds is the people that are doing the and i'll turn to the, 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 the sexually liberated stuff always yeah. look gorgeous at least mm. in the media which again makes the makes the concept that you need to look that way to enjoy that, and that is again such BS. Everyone can enjoy sex. Absolutely. Um, when we first started the journey of please me, I, I mean, I like I said, most sexually repressed. I was like, sex sells, so we need hot men and women that are buff and all these beautiful. And so we created all these videos, thinking, oh, that everybody's going to love this. And what we got was, you're not body inclusive enough. You're not diverse enough. You're not. <laughs> And I was like, wow, the world is a lot more enlightened than I thought they were. This is great. It gives us opportunity to go back in and fix it. You know, and so we did. And we, um, you know, having not been in this industry and not learning and growing as we built over the last two years, the, what is Please Me um, has taught me so much. And I'm so grateful that I took the step 
in the direction of my own sexual wellness and happiness, have that courage to move past the judgment, to move past the worry about what people are going to think and to just say, what do I think? What do I want? What do I care about? And then be willing to listen and learn open-mindedly, you know, without judgment and, and just as specifically of myself, you know, that judgment, I think we judge ourselves even more than other people judge us. And so, oh, of course, we're always much harder on ourselves than anybody else. And especially women who are mothers and trying to balance the career and, you know, relationships. And, oh yeah. It, it, it is one of those. It's like, okay, back off. Let's get rid of the shame. Let's get yeah. rid of the guilt, you know, yeah. so that way you're human you're okay to do all these things and whatever that is and have your own identity versus, Oh, that's Michelle's mom. Oh, that's Michelle's dad. No, we, we have a name. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I have two boys. I'm right there with you, you know, spent a lot of time as a single mom. So yeah, it, it's, and it's real. And I think that's why um, for me, it's so ironic because I built the site because I wanted a way to, explore my sexuality with some anonymity, right? Um, and in order to have this tool be available for everyone, I've had to lose my anonymity. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yep. it's very ironic, right? And, but thank God I had the tool for the two years because I was, now I'm very able to better share certain experiences because I know how I feel about them. But when you're first trying something, you know, out, you're like, well, I'm curious, but that doesn't mean I'm ready to endorse it, right? right? I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I don't like it. Um, I don't know how, um, how to explain it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. So there is that need to have some time to come to your own conclusions about your pleasure map. I call it a pleasure map. Mm -hmm. Like what do I, what are my hard limits? I love BDSM. When I first started to explore it, and I saw the six point contract that you go through, you know, the six questions and, you know, what's your hard limits? What's your soft limits? Are you healthy? Are, you know, all the different things that you, you know, those six questions so that you create an agreement for consent. I was like, why aren't we doing this with every sexual encounter that we have? Why and do we wait? And aftercare, that's what I'm saying, the aftercare, yeah, I missed a few. But you get, you know, you get the idea. It's such a beautiful communication mm -hmm. and, and a setting of expectations for both partners to feel comfortable. Now we have a container, you know, for this interaction. And I'm like, why aren't we doing this every day with, with, with every type of sexual inter interaction? It's funny because we've haven't, we don't recruit, but we've helped people explore the BDSM community. And the, the always surprise is a community that on the surface looks violent and dark is so hugely based on consent and communication. 100%, 100%. I was shocked. And as a matter of fact, I was having this conversation with a gentleman who's been in BDSM and was talking about lifestyle, meaning open lifestyle, open relationship swinging. And he was like, I'm not as fond of the swinging community because I find there's not enough consent at swinger parties. And he's so used to such strict consent with BDSM that it, to him that looks just too loose, right? Where the puppy piles and people jumping in and touching without even having a communication for him, that it, it's just, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I was just expressing his share, right? That he was like, wow, that's just not consensual. And the, and the other person was like, no, no, no. Everybody says it's okay. Well, sometimes some men will come up and give me a hug that I'm not really okay with. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm used to consent. Asking every time. Yeah. Every time. Every yeah. time. It, it's slowly evolving in the swinging community. I mean, I've been in the swinging community for more than 25 years there. Um, so I've seen the evolution of it. Yeah. So 
Yeah. It's still slowing behind the curve be between the BDSM community because there's been times like we've so been more towards the BDSM community because they were more accepting of our relationship because John's bisexual and the the swinging community, they kicked us out, literally. They were wow. so upset. They, you know, I'm like, why? We, you DP'd me. The, right. the penises did touch inside my well, yes, that, that's, exactly. that's a better topic for me. And then they yeah. just dropped us. And I'm like, mm. but we kind of, we left for a while. And the thing is now they we've changed. The one thing we've always been concerned about with dungeons yeah. is dungeons at swing clubs, because there's a bar within a hundred feet of that. Right. And for the most part, I don't mix drinking. Well, I never mix drinking with uh, BDSM. Right. I mean, I don't judge those who do if it's you're in your groove and stuff, but for the yeah. stuff I do, I know suspension and, and impact play, I don't want to hurt someone. And once you throw in alcohol, the chances go up big time. However, I am seeing now dungeons that are monitored and they're actually starting to work out well. And it just, they do have to kick out people. I mean, yeah. they are, the one, the good ones are strict like that, but for the most part, they've been working out, which was even a surprise to me. Yeah. I went to um, Folsom Street Festival uh, oh, two yeah. years ago. And it was my first time going to professional dungeons. So it was great because I actually got the very first experience in a dungeon was a strict, no drinking. I mean, it was the real deal, Holyfield. There was a number of, they had medical play, they had puppy play, they had all, every kind of um, uh, scene and setup with the equipment and everything that you can imagine. There was no talking when you were going through the play areas, if you were like talking and carrying on with your friends while scenes were going on, you got kicked out. Like it was, you could watch, but it was quiet and it was serious and nobody was drinking and everybody, you know, was obviously still by the rule. So it was quite, um, how do I want to say this? It was quite an experience. Like I was overwhelmed because it was the first time I was there. But then when I went down and saw some other experiences where they're more like of a fetish party, they have some, you know, um, I don't know what you call them, like people that come and do displays, right? And they'll yeah. pull in people and do just a little, you know, um, Florentine whip or, you know, some play on a cross, but it's not, and then people are drinking. Right. And so it's a very much more relaxed party dance on like, you know, here and there, just five minutes on the cross or whatever they're doing in that particular area. And so I'm glad I got to see the real thing first. So I could really understand the seriousness and how much they care about safety and not making sure you don't hurt somebody more. Cause if they're drinking and they're receiving the, the, the game for pleasure, they don't have the same sensation either. So they don't know if they've gotten to a hard limit or, or a soft limit because they're too numb, you know? So it's dangerous for both parties is what I understood. Yep, it is. So it's like, but it's great that you experience all that and seeing what it is because then it could get you a better understanding of making the website different. So how is Please Me different from other websites? Yeah. I mean, number one, you're anonymous. So if you look at social media, traditional social media, we all um, have our pictures out there. Everybody follows us. They can find us. On Please Me, it's more like in, anonymously exploring people based on what they say and the questions and the interactions they have, whether it's in topic rooms or in the feed, because great educators like yourself come on board and put out their podcast and share their articles. And, and then people can ask questions that they've maybe always been afraid to ask the people that have understood this the most have actually been the podcasters because people can usually call into your show anonymously, right. And ask their questions and they're not being seen. If it's a, if it's an audio podcast, and they're like, Oh yeah, we get questions here that we would never get on our Facebook. Right. Because on Facebook they're themselves. So number one is the anonymity. Um, and number two is I really wanted a place where everyone felt comfortable and so we created seven different worlds of sexual exploration. So whether you're, you know, I don't like to, we named them after stars and planets and gave them symbols and colors because I wanted people to come in and, and not judge based on a word like sadomasochism or vanilla, right? I wanted them to come in and be like, oh, I'm a Lara. Oh, I'm Triton. What does that mean? 
before I have a preconceived notion, let me just explore my world. I answered a number of questions and it put me in the world that most fits what I like to do in bed. And so it gives them that like-minded community of other people that are interested in similar things, regardless of gender, relationship style, um, you know, anything, age, race, it's just what they like in bed. Because the one thing that does unify us is that we all have sex. <laughs> I mean, we're all procreating at some point if that's what we want to do. And usually utilizing sex as a means for pleasure and connection with other human beings, right? We, nobody, very few of us want to go through this world alone. We, we want a partner in crime, you know, in bed, at the dinner table, with the family. So um, it's nice because you have that commonality right away that they like the same things that you like in bed. So especially right now, like it's cuffing season, everyone's looking for some kind of partner there because they don't want to be alone for the holidays. And the holidays. Weekend. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we just hope everyone feels free to explore. Um, and then we have great brands and channels that are either thought leaders or educators or innovators of technology. Um, the hottest events that are in town really as a place for you to go and find out where can you now take some of that knowledge and go out and explore um, whether it's taking an article to your spouse and saying hey I've been reading about this I want to try it or whether it's like hey honey there's a hot event in New Orleans coming up you know they do it every year naughty New Orleans I think it sounds like fun let's go right so that that's really how we designed it to for people to be able to explore anonymously and find what they're interested in and check it out and make friends. Oh, definitely. Um, the one thing I really loved about, because when you said seven worlds and I first heard of it, I, you know, it, it is a hard concept uh, the way it is in the beginning, but the more I got into it, there are people that are into more extreme and there are people who are into dipping their toes in at this point. Yeah. And yeah. I know even, and we're going back many years when I first started, my first time at a dungeon, I came on the wrong night. It was not 101 night mm -hmm. because I walked in and within 10 minutes, I saw a CBT scene mm. and she was getting a running start and kicking ah. him. And I lasted about two minutes and went, this isn't for me and walked out. Exactly. I thought it was the cutting scene. Oh, there was also that one going on too. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that it was cutting. It was, it was the that, blood. No, 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 no. It was on the top of someone's foot. They were cutting a design in. And that's just one of the places that makes me, I, I kind of cringe like, like that and the idea of even going to a dentist. I don't like anyone touching my teeth. Yeah. And but, for those that don't know, CBT is cock and bell torture. Not to be right. confused with continental behavior therapy like myself at class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she was getting a running kick at the balls. And the oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you first start, you want to start at a certain level. And you may know that it exists, but you don't need to see that in, in that graphic nature. So the idea of a planet or, or a little uh, sub-community where you can explore, but you're not quite exposed to that in the first day. And then if you play in your area for a little while, you decide, okay, well, I do want to explore more impact play because that's what I like, or maybe yeah. I'm more towards uh, non-monogamy and group sex. There's other places you can move to to get right. more information, get more graphic content. Mm -hmm. But if you're just starting out, you're not slapped in the face with, bam. Exactly. Yeah, and that was the one thing for me that was important too, because I was like, you know, there's certain things I don't want to see sexually. To your point, it was the being kicked in the balls with a running start. For me, it was, I don't want to see daddy little girl porn. You know, I don't want to, you know, or whatever that is, a stepdaughter, stepdad. There's certain things I was like, I, ooh, that will turn me off. I'm, I'm wanting to get excited. I want to see what I want to see. And I realized everybody is so unique, right? How do we make it a place where everybody could come? Because they had FetLife, and I was actually interested in, in exploring some fetish and some um, BDSM, but I didn't feel comfortable jumping right in. I was like, no, 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 that's scary. That, that site seems scary to me, even though I want to learn. So I never ended up going. I mean, I logged in, and I logged right back out. And I was like, <laughs> nope. Um, and so in Please Me, you have your, your color around your avatar. So when you do go visit another world that might be a little more extreme, to your point, the members of that world see, oh, this is a, a newling coming into research and they can help guide more appropriately also. So I felt like that was really cool that you could 
identify each other and like, oh, they're visiting from Zeta. And the more you're on the site, you, the more you know what that means. Um, and what would be really interesting is to see somebody from Alara showing up in Triton. Wow, <laughs> that's that jump you talked about from nothing to all the way at the other end of the, you know, you know, somebody might say, I think you're lost. <laughs> you might want to go back to Janus or Zeta and try that first, you know, to get a little more. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, interesting. And people feel that way that you said too, they're like, wow, this is so cool. I never thought about it, but especially in BDSM, you know, you get, or fetish, especially, they kind of like to lump all that in together, kink, fetish, BDSM, it's all one big ball, where in reality, if you're a furry, which is a fetish, for those people that don't know, they like to wear furry costumes of, of animals, right? Um, or if you're a pony, you're into pony play, that's very specific, right? It, it, it's very specific. Or if you're just like a foot worshiper or into foot fetish, you, you may never ever pick up a paddle or be paddled or, you know, you're just a foot worshiper, you know? And so I think that um, it helps for people to be able to learn and explore in a more gradual manner. And the fact that you broke it down to just seven worlds, because in my head, I'm going through all the other ones <laughs> out there from, like you said, to daddy, daddy, daughter, to yeah. mommy, little, to yeah. uh, all the facets of fetish and BDSM mm -hmm. uh, puppy play here. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah. so much out there. And yeah. the thing is, there's even more. The longer I spend in this mm -hmm. community and on the podcast researching more, yeah. The more I keep doing, I never thought about that because someone comes up with something new that doesn't fit into any current category. Which falls under our category of there's more than 31 flavors of sex and relationship. That is our little tagline. Hope we Love don't get that. food. <laughs> you, know, you know what's so funny? When we were looking at names for Please Me, I almost named them after ice cream. Because uh, you and I are the same age, so clearly yeah. we grew up in the same like environment. Because I was like, the 31 flavors of sex, you know, like how can we, and then it was difficult because a lot of the flavors of ice cream sound very feminine. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, it doesn't sound gender neutral. So we ended up going with worlds and planets, but, I, but I'm right with you on the flavors. <laughs> well, to work with the, the and again, I, I say the term vanilla, but the ones just starting out, yeah. those who are curious. Mm -hmm. um, after doing the podcast for a while, what we realized, me being Italian and her being Mexican, everything we talk relates to food. Mm -hmm. So the relationship between sex and food, they're, they're the two ways to anyone's heart. Yep. And Eat them and fuck them. That's what they say. Exactly. We, we say PSM, post-sex munchies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. Yeah. All right. We're just going to take a quick little commercial break and thank our sponsor for keeping us alive. <laughs> Yay. Yay, sponsors. Yay. Hey, John, I want to get a new toy. Okay, so let's go to Fair Villa. But I don't want to waste time trying to find out what goes with what. Well, there's Fair Villa University, and their staff is very well educated and helpful. Okay, but how about if I just want to go to a party instead? Then go to their website, because on their calendar, they list all their events. But I don't want to spend a lot of money. Have you heard of their loyalty program? Oh yeah, that thing on my keychain that makes everyone blush every time they see it. That's the one. Let's go. Well, they have over five locations in Central Florida. Which one do you want to go to? Fair, Fair Villa. Villa. For, For pleasure, pleasure, fun, and, and fantasy. fantasy. And we're back having a fun conversation <laughs> with Heather from Please Me. Hello, hello. So, <laughs> One of the things we, we started chatting with, and, and it, I know it's a problem for us, and I'm sure it's been a problem for you, is the lack of exposure, funding um, for sex toys, sex, sex education, and the fact that we are, we are definitely the, the black sheep, bad stepchild of the business industry, for almost. Sure. For sure. The wolf. The, the, I, I always joke with people, they say, I'm the black sheep of the family. I go, you're not a sheep. That's why they didn't like you. You're a wolf. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that better. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he and always besides, gets a bad rep, too. <laughs> yeah, besides then, black sheep, just that's just too racial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the wolf will give the wolf the problem. But at any rate, yes, no, we are, we are, um, 
you know, it's so interesting. I do feel like we are like a wolf because it is always sex that it that gets tech to the next, you know, like phase. Like they try it out. If it's tech, it's already been sex tech. That's how I feel about it. Because from porn to this to that, I mean, we have been advancing the technology world, virtual reality, you know, robots. It's always about sex, right? And so we're really the leaders and, and the redheaded stepchild is, is the way we used to call it growing up when you got treated badly, um, poor redheads. But yes, it's, it's very true that the same reasons that you spoke about with the judgment, you know, investors feel the exact same way. Like, oh, I can't tell my more conservative people that I'm actually also invested in a company that talks about sex, you know. Um, I have one investor that is completely private, meaning he, he does not want his name on a, um, they call it a cap table. He mm -hmm. doesn't want me introducing or letting other investors know that he's part of our investment group because he had very um, uh, conservative other investments like in banking and in um, hospitals and in medical. And he was like, I don't want it to hurt my other investments. And I'm like, okay, no problem. We, we'll take it. We'll leave your anonymity as it is. I understand that too. I wanted my anonymity, but it's unfortunate that they would even have to say that in the first place, right? Like, yeah. why are we judging people for investing in sexual wellness and women's and men's sexual health, right? And pleasure. There's nothing wrong with pleasure. We don't need to be embarrassed by pleasure. We are all seeking it. Let's be clear. <laughs> he not enough. have sex cast the first stone you know um so he or she i don't mean to be sexist um so yeah i think there's a huge problem in in a number of areas one being getting funding the other being censorship and so that's gotten out of control forget about cancer culture Can cancel culture is a whole nother animal but we can't even um advertise on instagram or Facebook, and I know most companies, if you sell a sex toy or you have a website where you talk about sex, you'll get rejected for paying for advertising um, on most social media platforms. And then the keywords get repressed and accounts get shut down for violating terms and conditions. Meanwhile, Playboy's channel or some of the other larger companies out there seem to be able to violate those terms all the time. So where is the you know, continuity of rules why do some people get censored and others don't? You know, the big tech companies who are all owned by men seem to get to make all those decisions in a very patriarchal way. For years, we've been able to advertise Viagra, but don't talk about a women's pleasure or you will get shut down. And why is that, you know? Um, so there's a lot of challenges that we face. I mean, just women in funding too, if you throw on top of it that I'm a female founder, um, we get less than 4% of all venture capital out there. And that's in regular industries. Imagine the sex tech industry on top of it. So I don't even know what the minuscule <laughs> percentage would be there. Uh, we've been very blessed to find amazing angel investors and have raised $2.3 million, which is quite a bit. Um, thank you. And, um, and I thank our investors and our amazing team um, and all the brands who support us, but it's still, you know, not enough meaning when you have a large mission and you want to help people all over the world. So we've also launched a crowdfunding campaign, which will allow it's on I fund women because we feel like women want to support other women. Not that men can't support us too, um, or non-binary folks can't support us too there, but it's a platform specifically designed for women owned businesses to get support from other women who want to support other women-owned businesses. Um, and then we gave away cool packages so that people that donate, whether it's $11 or $22 or $5, you can really donate any amount that you want. Um, but we put some cool packages together. So they get t-shirts and VIP and points on the platform and a download of a song and badges on their profile and um, a shout out on our social media if they want it, you know. Um, so yeah, that's another way people can support us and share the mission by inviting someone else to support us and to learn about the platform. Um, because just every new member supports us because it supports our channels. You know, every time a new member comes on board, we introduce them to great companies and brands and thought leaders and events in the space. 
and that really feeds our ecosystem, right? Um, for our industry. So, you know, another way to support us is just sign up for your own free membership and check out your own sexuality, improve your life, share your stories. I think people, a lot of times people feel alone, right? When you feel like you're the only one who's ever experienced some, something, it's like, am I, is there something wrong with me? Am I bad? And then you're like, oh my God, there's like 20 other women right here in this chat room talking about that very thing that I felt so alone about. Now I don't feel so alone um, or weird or wrong. Because again, we judge ourselves mm-hmm. harsher than a lot of times people judge us. So I think it's, it's, it's a great gift to give yourself um, or a friend. And if you'd like to support us financially, we say thank you to that as well, um, because that money goes directly out to sharing the platform with more people. We're at a point now where we've built it. We do have um, a team, a tech team that continues, and we're going to have more cool features and better things for channels to promote themselves. But we also probably like 65% of all the capital that we have now we spend to share the mission, um, bring in more members so that so that the community can grow, so that the brands can interact with the people that are desperately looking for this type of support in their lives um, with that anonymity. So that's what, that's what we do. And that's how we get around um, some of the restrictions that are in place and some of the difficulties in funding. Well, I know 2.3 million, it sounds like a lot, but, coming, but it's not. coming from the tech industry and being an entrepreneur, that can go faster than people imagine, especially building something to scale. Okay. And I know, obviously, you're going to scale. You're, you're building, and I hate to reference them, but it, it, it is a sexual Facebook. Yeah. It is a Facebook where you can be anonymous. Um, do you even charge? It's free. So it's free for your membership with your world, right? So you take the analysis and you go into the world that matches your sexuality. If you want um, a VIP membership, which allows you to travel to all the worlds, then it's $2.50 per month is the VIP membership. We wanted to make it like very affordable. And then you also get a private photo vault so that if you do decide you'd like to share your picture, you've met somebody through the worlds and you guys are having a great old time in, in the virtual uh, format, but you're like, hey, I'd like to spice up our chat with a picture of my boobs, for example. <laughs> they can request access to your private photo vault, you can grant it, and then you can share imagery, um, which has strict guidelines though, um, because we wanna make sure there's no revenge porn, no child pornography, no sex trafficking. So it has to be a picture of you, and only you, or if there's anybody else, the picture, their faces or identifying um, marks need to be kind of blocked out, you know. Because uh, yeah. every other platform you sign up for, it's, what's your name? Upload a picture. Yeah. We're so visual, and mm-hmm. it's there's so much more to us than a glamour yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah, that too. And we, everybody's swiping now, right? Everything is a swipe left, swipe right world. And I was watching my son, he's 21 and God bless him. He's so sweet. And he's doing this on, I'm like, is that Tinder? It had been so long since I'd seen it. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, we're in Minnesota. What are you, what are you doing? He's like, I just do hot or not. All he does all day is this hot or not. Like it's just his fun way of killing time. And if somebody contacts him, he's like, well, that's maybe something to do, but he's not even planning on going on a date. He's just hot or nodding. I'm like, do we, do you even read the profiles? And he's like, um, no, I don't. I'm just, you know, cause I'm like sitting next to him. I'm watching this go so fast. I'm thinking these children are so fast. And I'm like, it's wonderful to have your senses, you know, be intrigued by the looks of someone, but you're, you're going to spend, if you're going to look for a relationship, right? Not a one night stand, you're going to spend a very large amount of time with this person. What are they like? What are they interested in? What is your sexual compatibility? Like what I love about please me is that only two of the senses are engaged, right? Um, you don't get to see the person. You don't get to smell the person. You don't get to hear the person. You actually have to listen to what they write. <laughs> see what their personality is based on the gifts they choose. You know, the gifies, you know, like images that you can choose from a, 
approved library so we know it's not sex trafficking or humans or kids or whatever yeah. um and it really has you connecting with people on a deeper level and fantasizing more we have lost the art of fantasy everything is out in front of your eyeballs remember the days when the women wore the bathing suits that were up here and the marilyn monroe's of the world where it was not what you saw it was what you didn't see the mataharis you know there's a lot that comes out of having a little bit left to the imagination and i think um you know where we differ from facebook is that we're, we're an imagination center we're a place for you to explore your fantasies and connect on a real and meaningful level and push away judgment and shame and and all of that other stuff for a while and try on some kindness compassion love enjoyment pleasure you know let's not cancel culture let's create culture you know that's kind of how we feel about it Absolutely. We actually preach a lot in our classes. I am notorious for saying, you know what, as children, we had a very vivid imagination. But once we become adults, we forget the imagination. And that's what playtime and sex is all about. Your imagination, your creativity, your curiosity, similar to childlike. And then some people, like it dawns on them, they're like, oh, you know, I think one of our best examples is explaining swinging. It's like, you know, you have your favorite toy, you're at the playground there. And then here comes your best friend, and you want to play with your toy. But mm -hmm. you're just too like, overprotective. But you know that your best friend cares about you. And will Will take care of your friend of your toy yeah. that's how you look at your partner it is your yeah. favorite toy because john always says i'm his favorite toy well you've yeah. always said that too yeah so again <laughs> well, i never want to break my toy and right the bdsm side of it is i do want to hurt i never want to harm right at the end of the day she might walk away with a bruise or two she yeah. may sit down tomorrow and go ow and get fond memories of the night before mm -hmm. but we're never hurting anything we're never causing any long-term uh, uh, damage damage at all yeah of course of course and for those people who are like wow why would you want to give her a bruise um, by the way people that that are in this world they want a bruise <laughs> right they're like um, what do they call it uh, pain sluts and I hate oh, to yeah. use the word slut but like that's also it can be a man or a woman so we're not slut shaming men or women but they like pain for pleasure and they like that feeling the next morning of sitting down and remember ooh remember that from last night like it's it's definitely um it's we we call it pain but it is pleasure in the person that receives its mind and desire i think that's important to point out to people because they get the wrong impression well i'll say we have a little bit of a masochist i think in everyone and i've had mm. people say no i'm not i'm like do you like a good back scratch i mean a nice yeah. nails in the back leave scratch marks everyone says yes yeah. i'm like you got a little masochist in you just well, a little. But the number one, um, uh, we did a research, and I can't remember which article, there was a number of different sources. The number one um, fantasy is for people to get spanked. So I think you're 100% correct. There is a little bit of a masochist in every one of them. Why would spanking be the number one curiosity thing if people didn't want to feel, they want to feel something. I think that's what's really important. I think it's also that they're safe with it because they were spanked as a kid. But it is interesting how it it's just the only thing that changes in your mind. It went mm -hmm. from punishment to pleasure. And also control because then you you have that control because when you were a child, you didn't have any control. Right. And that's why sometimes we explain to people it's like BDSM is it is control, both the top, the bottom, the dominant, the submissive. They're, everyone's in control and what they're releasing or what they're giving that's what they love about it it is not just being brutally beaten to death like they show you in the media right it, it is that consensual communicating giving and receiving control there and, and very another healing. another thing is it's the mind body and spirit Everything is connected because you can have a spiritual experience while having sex. You oh, can't, yeah. you know, and it is part of your mind and your body. And, and the, all three of them make it just a wonderful, pleasurable, orgasmic time, you know, and people just don't get that. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. It's healing too. Like, I think with my religious upbringing, I like the sub. I could switch, but I like sub better because in my mind, it's like 
if I'm not in control and somebody is telling me what to do, then I'm alleviated from the guilt or shame of having been the one that initiated it. And I know in the beginning, right? I know that's not quote unquote healthy, but it helped me work through that, right? I started to understand why is it that I like being told what to do? Oh, because now I don't have the responsibility of saying, I want that. Now I'm just doing what I've told. And for somebody that came from a very religious um, upbringing, it gave me an excuse in my own mind to do what I really wanted to do, right? I, I, I didn't originate it. I'm just being a good girl. <laughs> you know, now I can switch and I'm, I, you know, but it, that helped me through that process of learning how to go past what I felt was limiting me from enjoyment because I was letting thoughts and beliefs of my past dictate my present and my future. And it gave me a little more freedom um, to do that without feeling responsible. I know that sounds silly, but that's, that's how it helped me from a healing perspective to, to explore my sexuality. So I'm super grateful for all of those people that teach these practices and let other people learn how valuable the six points, going through the agreement, creating consent, talking about what you like, uh, what do you like after? What do you like during? What's your safe word? I mean, it's just, it's so important, um, I think, for all people to have that type of exploration. And thank you guys for what you do. You do webinars, right? And workshops with people, teaching them like how and to coach. do these things. Yep. And, and we do all offer uh, coaching pro um, services too, because it's like they just need to find that one person that they feel approachable to talk about. I, I know mm -hmm. we've gone through a couple that we kind of giggle and laughed afterwards because, you know, if someone asked us, it's like how, how to give a good blow job. And I'm like, well, John, you're bisexual. You explain. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who know better than somebody that has the equipment, right? Yeah. It does love doing that. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. That. and they just kind of chuckle and laugh. They're like, okay, well, yeah, that, that's so approachable and thank you. And it's like, sure. yeah, but you get, you went 12 years, of Catholic school and, and you're more oh, of a yeah. dominant, but no, sometimes you're a switch, but yeah. I have chivalry just beaten into <laughs> me, which will never go away, but all boys Catholic high school. Yeah. So more okay. testosterone than I ever than you can ever supposed to. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It, it's interesting, right? How everybody responds differently to different stimuli or, you know, when you were talking about our, um, creativity and our imagination. I grew up without a TV. We were born again Christian. So we were like, no Halloween, no Christmas, not that way. You know, no TV. It was called the idiot box. Um, and so we made plays and wrote, sang musicals and I would dress my brother up and we would, you know, be queens and kings one days and dragons and this, the, you know, we used our imagination every single day because otherwise we were bored to death just yep. sitting around, no TV. We were either reading a book or we were making up some dance or show or whatever and entertaining the family. So um, I think that um, that art can be re-explored as adults. Like we had such good touch with it when we were kids, right? And getting back in touch with that sexuality is such a fun place um, to do that. And we all have those different upbringings that make it like I can be, everybody is funny. Everybody wants me to be a Dom. And I'm like, but I want to be a sub. <laughs> they're like, no, but you have the Dom personality. I'm like, well, I can do it. And I can, but I'm dominant all day long in my job. And it's like, you know, when I get home, I just would like to relax. And quite frankly, the sub has all the pleasure. <laughs> the Doms work really hard, you and know? And that's the funny part when we do tell quite a bit of our classes. It's like we have some clientele that are CEOs, owners of business, and they just want to be submissive because they want to be taken care of. Yeah. They take care of everybody else. They make all the decisions. At the end of the day, they want to be pampered and spoiled. However, their play partner or their dominant or top does. I mean, that's the honest truth. But then we have some people who top from the bottom. Eh, I'm a brat. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> uh, I'm a, yeah. Yeah, I need to get Echo to give me my certified my certification brat. Certification brat. I love it. I'll frame that on the wall. <laughs> there yeah, you we, go. There's actually someone who teaches brat classes, but I yeah. said you got to make it into a certification so I could carry it. 
<laughs> Perfect. You hear your little brat doll and just be like, mm. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for being on the show. We appreciate thank you for having me. How can everyone find you and sign up for Please Me? Well, you have a link, right, right, for your channel. And so what your listeners should do, because when they use your link, they get a free VIP pass for three months. And so they get something, and then you guys get credit for bringing them over to our platform. So for every new member that comes on board, we give you another member. So if you bring over 100 new followers, we give you 100 more. And we do that because we, we, we want to support this industry and the people that are in it. And we want to give your followers something for being valuable followers for you for a long time. So everybody wins when they use your link. Um, and so that would be what I would suggest you use in your show notes. If they want to donate um, to iFund Women's campaign, it's ifundwomen.com forward slash projects forward slash please me. And we are P-L-E-A-Z-E-M-E. -E -E. So it's please me with a Z. Um, and that would be amazing. So if you guys want to put that link um, in the show notes, that would be a great way for the listeners to find us and, and just come on board and, and create your anonymous profile and have some fun and follow your channel, Sex Positive Me, for all your great content that you put out. Um, because what will end up happening is that you know how you can't post your stuff on other social? You can post the more deeper, meaningful content on Please Me without having the risk of getting shut down. So you can, you know, let all your followers know, hey, we did a really great fisting demo, but it's only available on Please Me, right? So it doesn't get shut down on YouTube or this or that. So it's another place for them to um, access more content with you and be able to freely talk about sex and sexuality. So that, that'd be the best. And we'd love to see you there. The more the merrier. Um, it's a community, you know, so each and every person matters. We want them to get that they matter and that their sexuality matters and that their happiness matters. So come on board and be happy. Increase the world's happiness quotient with us. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Thank Yay. you. Thank you guys, John, Angelique. You guys are amazing. And we can't wait to see more of your podcasts on Please Me. Thank you for listening to Sex Pods and Me. If you like our content, please like, subscribe, and review us. You can find us on social media platforms at Sex Positive Me or on our website at sexpositiveme.com. You can also reach me on all social media platforms as Miss Angelique Luna. And you can find me at John C. Luna. And if you liked content like this and want some more, please subscribe to our monthly newsletter. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.